Hallelujah. We thank God you've tuned into this message by David Entry at Caris Church. No hand can help you with the fulfillment of your destiny, but the word of God. May God's hand align you further into your destiny through this word. Please be seated. I want the privilege to be able to get time to lay hands because I feel the oil is strong here. These prayers are good. As much as you can, in in the interest of your own destiny, don't miss it. As much as you can, some practically it might not be possible because you have exam. If you have exam tomorrow or Monday and you are coming for prayer meeting every evening, Monday, Tuesday, no, it's not a smart one. It's not a smart one. Learn from your phone at least a little smart. <laughs> some people cannot make it every day because of the people, people you live with. Your mother is a very wild person, and your room is usually very dirty. So, oh, <laughs> so you can make it. Some of us, our work commitment, sometimes you work night shifts, so it might not. But as much as you can, please take advantage of this season. Because Joseph told Pharaoh, that there's famine coming. So in the time of abundance, do the story. Store many, store as much grain as you can before that, because there's great famine ahead. So when you get times of abundance, store as much as you can. I don't know who I'm talking to, but he that has, has an ear, and hear what the, wait. This meeting is not based on who, how many people attend. Thursday is normal. But the other prayer is not based on how many people attend. It's based on the command of heaven. What God is about to do and is preparing people for. That's why we come. So somebody must, nothing of value comes without an effort. Somebody must just pay a price. Learn how to pay a price for what you want from God. Amen. Let me share something short. And then, please say short. Can I make it short? Yeah. I want to make it short. I will try. We need the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Um, the... God created Adam. And according to Genesis chapter 3, every now and then, God will come down and walk on earth in the cool of the day and will come and have interactions with Adam. Can you, can you imagine you, it's you? Ah, God will come down. Adam, and you hear God is coming. God is coming. God is coming. And God will come. And we're walking with Adam and talking. And when God is coming, you hear the sound of his voice coming. Sound. So he says, and they heard the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord will be walking. It's sound. That's why on the day of Pentecost, there came a sound from heaven. And people gathered around. They stopped their job. They left everything to come and listen to the people. It was the sound that attracted them, not the languages. There was something in what the people were saying that kept pulling them because this sound.
sound is a heavy, uh, it's a heavenly sound. It's a heavenly. There was some heavenly dimension in what they were hearing. They couldn't hear it and ignore it. It was moving them towards where the sound was coming from. And they gathered over 3,000 people. They gathered. So they, God will come to Adam and have interactions with Adam every time. And Adam had such an experience and exposure to God that when he fell, that thing ceased. And no human being ever experienced anything close to that. Never. Until once upon a time, there were these fishermen. They were with their father. And you know in those days, like some of sometimes in some circles, if it's a family business, so it's a lifestyle. Your child continues, your grandchildren will come, and great grandchildren come. So most businesses like generational. So it's a it's, it's it's a farming community or fishing community or trading community. It's family. So you don't stop that trade. Some GPs, when you go to the surgeries, you see the Patels, there are plenty of them. They are always the same grandchildren, and they continue. He inherited it from his grandfather, from his father, and it's like that. So these fishermen, that is their calling in life. That was their calling. And then one day, they were doing their business, and a gentleman comes to stand them. A gentleman they don't know. He's not working miracles. He has not done crusade. He hasn't done anything. He looks at them and he says two words, follow me. And guess what? They left everything. They left everything and followed a stranger. Where are we going? They didn't know. What will make somebody, it wasn't just maybe a weekend, Away. It was a whole change of lifestyle. Their lifestyle was changing because, can you imagine, their dad would be upset. It would, it would disrupt the family continuum. It would destroy tradition, generations of tradition. He just comes to call, task collector, you leave everything, leave all and follow him. What was in the voice that made these people make this decision? It wasn't the person. Now, why didn't he tell them where he was taking them to? God is always interested in you being with him than taking you somewhere. You being with God. So he will not tell you where we are going. Because where you are going is not, when it comes to God, where you are going is not as important as who is going with you. is more important than where you are going. That's why don't let your frustration in life about what you are looking for, money, marriage, mortgage, medical uh, opportunity, or health. don't let those things blind you because sometimes, oh, I know, especially when it comes to the uh, subject of marriage, a lady can be committed to church for so long, believing God for marriage, and sometimes it can take ages because if you come to target marriage, God won't mind you. Because he is looking for you, and you are also looking for something from his hands. 
you want anointing, the shortest route to the anointing is the presence. Want his presence, not his gifts. Give me the bag. And give me the oil. Your name is exalted. No, sit down. In the heavens. You come to me. And um, can I have your bag too? Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. If you come to me and you are coming to me for water, some of you are fasting. God, give me a gift. Give me a gift. Give me a gift. You might get it. But you come. If you come to me and I'm, what do you want? You say, no. This, no. This, no. I have all these. But what do you want? You just want me. Can you imagine? Every time, let's walk. When he gets to where you need a bag, he has got his water. I finished with him. When he gets to where you need oil, when you get to where you need extra oil, because there is so much in God you can exhaust. Don't just go to God and ask for things. This season is meant that someone will look for God himself. God, I need your presence. Moses said, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't take us from here. Unless your presence go with me, I need your presence. Your name is visited. He's exalted in the heaven. Exalted. Please be seated. If there's something you should pray for, it's good to pray for anointing, but pray for the presence. Jesus had the presence when he saw people who didn't know him. He said, follow me. Those two ways, it wasn't there. You go and tell somebody others to follow. The presence caused something to come upon them. To the extent they left everything in their lives because their exposure to Jesus, who carried the presence of God, made every important thing in their life lose relevance. So you can't advise them against his, they are following. They, they, Adam had encounters with God apart from Adam. No one ever had that but these 12 disciples. They had, they experienced what Adam experienced, walking with God on earth. Oh. That's why they couldn't just leave. Jesus said, would you also leave? Peter said, you are the one, when you speak, we find out the reason why we are alive. Listening to you makes us find out why we are alive. Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are not ordinary words, but they are spirits. John chapter 6, verse 63. The words I speak to you, they are spirits and they are life. That is why they are not just... 
Jesus always used to talk. He would preach to the crowd. He would talk one-on-one. -on -one. He would speak to a few. He would speak when they were together, just a few of them. And every of those instances, whenever he spoke, they begin to realize something. Something was happening. There's not an ordinary person. Something. God, they're encountering God. They saw miracles. They saw miracles that no human eye has ever seen. They experienced things that no human being has ever experienced on earth. And above all, when he spoke, the anytime he speaks, something happens to them. Anytime he speaks, something, oh, oh. So Peter said, to who shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. No, no, that is not intellectual. That's an encounter. They encountered, they encountered him, they followed him everywhere. This is heaven on earth because heaven has broken loose on earth. The, the present, what Adam, only Adam got, experienced, these 12 guys also experienced. They, they were walking with majesty on earth. They were walking with the, the, the majesty, the majesty himself. They were walking with him on earth. Okay. What else can you ask them? May nothing change. May it be like this. That's what their desire will be. May it be like this. Then, the last week of Jesus' life on earth, he was having a conversation with them. And he told them something that was very strange. He said in John chapter 14, verse 16, that... When I go, I'll pray the Father, he will send it. I will pray the Father, and he will send you another. Say another. I've taught this before, but for the sake of people who are not familiar or they've not had listened to the message, another is alos. The Greek word is alos. There are two words that are translated another, alos or heteros. Now, the alos means, you see, um, um, Pastor Charles is sitting on a black chair, and Pastor Philip is also sitting on a black chair. Pastor Joe is also sitting on a black chair. So he's also sitting on another chair, another chair. But when you bring the two chairs together, or you go out, they, they, they bring the chairs from where they are, you won't see any difference. Because it's the same chair, but it's another one. There's no difference. Whilst there's, sometimes you can have these long chairs, different chairs. They go and bring different swiveling, swiveling chair. You can't say, no, that's another chair, but it's not another of the same. So the another of a different kind is called heteros. Another of the same is alos. Jesus said, I will send you alos comforter. In other words, this is very important. In other words, the one who is coming, there will not be any difference between his my absence and his presence. It's, it's that, like there will not be any variation. No variation. It's the same. However you feel with me, you will feel the same. He said there will not be any difference. Because he said, another comforter will come. So, you know what? He walked with them for three and a half years. He never touched them about the Holy Spirit. Until the last 24 hours. John chapter 
14, 15, 16, is the last 24 hours of his life. The last day. He spoke so much about the Holy Spirit. Because don't forget the words of a dying man. A man who is about to die, what he says is important. Then he tells them, Pastor, he tells them in chapter 16, verse 7, that is to your advantage that I go. Come on. That, is, that statement is more complicated than any miracle than walking on, on the water. They, 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 they can't imagine. You, God on earth, we have seen what we feel around you. You are saying it's to our advantage that you go? In what way can that be to our advantage? Because what we have experienced with you, this thing you are saying now is more confusing. You go in, what, what, who else? Didn't they say to who shall we go? You have a, and now you are going to leave us? Jesus said, it's to your advantage that I go. It's to your advantage. In what way? In what way? Because he said, if I don't go, the comforter will not come. And then he said something to them. He said, you know him, the Holy Spirit who is coming, you know him. Ah, we, we, we've never seen him. He said, yeah, you know him because he's been with you. <laughs> John chapter 14, verse 17 and 18. He said, you know him. Verse 8, he said, the world does not know him. The, the, the world cannot receive because the world neither sees him nor know him. But, verse 17, you know him. For he dwell, he is with you, and now he's going to be inside you. He's not just now with you, he's going to enter you. Can I say something? Did you see, how many of you have heard this song? I got back in. I walk with God the Father, walk with God the Son, I walk with God the Spirit. I, I get back. That is a lower version of what Jesus was saying. He says, it's not going to be with you. I carry God inside me. I carry heaven. It's not that I've got, but I, I, I carry heaven inside me. How is heaven going to be like? Heaven, heaven breaking loose on earth through humanity. Has the Holy Spirit coming into you means heaven has been introduced into your life. Ah, let me show you one or two scriptures. Huh. In the book of um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Write those scriptures down. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 33, 0. And 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5. Very interesting. Ephesians 1.13. Let's already allowed from the screen if you can, please. Let's go. Hear the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that after you believe, you were sealed. You were what? Sealed. You were sealed? With what? The Holy Spirit of promise? Sealed. Say, I'm sealed. I'm sealed. Sealed, that means that God, we are God's inheritance and He's sealing us. So, 
to be sealed with the Holy Spirit means that you are God's inheritance and is securing his inheritance. But look at the next verse. The Holy Spirit, which is the earnest of our inheritance. Earnest. That, that doesn't, it's not clear. Give us, change the version to um, New Living. No, sorry. Um, American. New American Standard Version. Then from there, we will go to NIV. Then from there, we will go to English Standard Version. Then we will land on Amplified Version. Now, look at New American. This the Holy Spirit. Let's go from verse 13 again. Someone learning something. I mean, I like this. I like this. Having also believed, you were sealed with him. You were, sorry, in him, with the Holy Spirit of promise. What about the Holy Spirit of promise? The next verse. Who is giving us a pledge? of our inheritance. So, when he says seal, it's because we are God's inheritance. When he says pledge, it's because God is our inheritance. As a pledge of our inheritance, with a view to redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. Uh, let's go to English Standard Version. ESV. Do you have ESV? In in him, <coughs> excuse me, in him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of salvation, believe it, we're sealed. Let's go to verse 14. We're sealed. Who is the guarantee? Say guarantee. What does it mean to have a guarantor? A guarantor. You haven't, you haven't gone to rent a house before. Someone who's standing for you that if you run us away, come for me. <laughs> I'll vouch. Now, guarantor is right, but let's, because of time, let's go to amplified. That word, earnest, and the word pledge is more strong. And amplified, we use the word there. No, let's go to verse 14, please, because of the time. That is the guarantee of our inheritance in anticipation of his full redemption and our acquiring position. Now, that, there's another amplified. Huh? What? Amplified classic. Which one is this one? The normal amplified. Where's the, do you have amplified classic? Because that one uses, you see, there is a certain keyword there which I think, uh, that, um, it, Either American Standard Version uses or English um, King James or something. It's the pledge. Pledge. One of the versions uses four taste. Yeah. Which verse? Yeah. MC. MC is four taste. Four taste of what? Of heaven. The Holy Spirit in your life is an a guarantee of something that we can never finish understanding to get to eternity. Do, do you hear what I said? The Holy Spirit's presence in your life is a guarantee of something you can never understand. It's a guarantee of something you can never finish experiencing till we get to eternity. It's eternity breaking through in your life. Say, I carry eternity. I carry eternity. I carry God. I carry God the Father, carry God the Son. <laughs> Three of them. <laughs> I am carrying. Oh, 
<laughs> so it's important to understand. Now, those days, when you are buying a land, they used to use the word pledge. Or you are buying a land from somebody. How many of you know about down payment? See, when you do a down payment, it means that there is, um, I, I want to, you are selling this your chair. This is a top chair. It's like antique. It's very important. But I don't have all the money. So I'll pay next month. But you said, no, you have to pay something, deposit. How many of you have paid deposits before? <laughs> it's like when you are buying a house, you have to pay, um, before, I think, that um, contract. When you exchange contract, you have to pay something also to show that, yeah, yeah, stamp duty. The Holy Spirit in your life, it is, when we say he is the seal, it means that, you see, God has adopted you. The presence of the Holy Spirit in your life is the legal documentation that shows that the transfer of ad the adoption has gone through. <laughs> Do you understand? It means that your adoption as a son of God has gone through. That's the seal. Now, it, not just the seal, he is the earnest, he is the down payment, he is the fortest, and he is the pledge. Those days when you are buying a land, and you pay the down payment, or you pay for it, they will, bring, they will collect soil of the land, and they will send it to you. They will bring it to you, carry it. So a piece of that soil, you have it. It's, so later, when you buy, when you now possess, take over the land, it's the same soil. It's not different from what you have, but this is not the real thing. But if just a piece, a version of it, is a version of heaven is, is oh my goodness. Jesus said, you, it, I have to go so that a version of heaven, a version of heaven, a version of heaven, you are walking on earth, but you carry a version of heaven. Never be tired praying for the Holy Spirit to fall afresh on you. I carry God. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. It says, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the. See the ceiling there? 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse. Chapter 1, I'm sorry, verse 22. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. Who has also sealed us and given, you see that all the two have appeared here. He has also sealed us and given us the earnest, that same guarantee, that same word, the guarantee, the earnest, the down payment, the foretaste of the Spirit in our hearts. We have a foretaste of heaven. A foretaste of heaven. Because you cannot carry the entirety of heaven. But we have a foretaste. That means that wherever you go, you are about to introduce... Ah. How many of you know that God doesn't have a problem to... There's no fight between God and the devil. Oh, no. God can with one breath clear all demons and... 
like that. So God is not a macho. So why, why, has, why is it, why is the devil there? In John, Matthew chapter, or Luke chapter 4 verse 1, Bible says that this spirit, who is the down payment, he leads Jesus ah, into the wilderness before the Holy Spirit, and it was led into the, by the Spirit, what does the verse 2 say? Being 40 days tempted by the devil. I like the Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. Look at Matthew 4 verse 1. That is even clearer. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. Then Jesus was led up of the Spirit in the wilderness. Why? Holy Spirit, why are you doing this to me? You know, we are exercising dominion from earth when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Before we get to heaven, and it's not new. We are, we are, God has allowed the devil on earth because you can deal with him. <laughs> so you, that's why it's a book with the amen. Anytime God takes you into a battle, it means that he has equipped you for the victory. Amen. He will never take you into a battle he hasn't equipped you for the victory. So Jesus was not just going to now check and see. He has already been equipped for the victory. The Holy Spirit comes on your life and he is introducing heaven wherever you find yourself. Amen. When Satan rises up, he said, if I be a man of God. Amen. Elijah said, if I be a man of God, let fire come from heaven and cause Akadabashahaya. Today's reading. If I be a man that God, you are coming to call me man of God. If I be a man that God, let fire. Now others were begging for their lives. Yes, they said, let our lives be precious in your sight, please. We, we are just been sent. Please spare me, man of God. <laughs> yeah, man of God, we honor you. If I came, he said, I came with the seed, sir. <laughs> yeah, he was a smart man. You see others dying before you. You're going to repeat it. No, 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 no. I won't fight that man of God. It's not necessary. It's not necessary. I want my children to live. I want my marriage to survive. I want my health to, to be okay. I won't fight that man of God. It is not worth it. It's not worth it. Everybody's saying, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I want to. Fire is burning people and you are joining them. He said, as for me, I don't, I, I don't trouble, but I'm just doing what I know I have to do between me and God. You will burn. So, <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is the down payment of major heavenly victories to come. When God gives you the Holy Spirit, it's the down payment of anything God can do in your life and better. That's why Jesus said, I have to go because this time, you, you uh, listen, anytime you feel like I wish I could see Jesus, I wish I could see Jesus. That means you are living below standard as a Christian. 
Because you see, when you are working with the Holy Spirit, there's no difference. You, won't, you can't be working with the Holy Spirit and desire, I want to see Jesus. I wish physically I'll be sitting, Jesus will be sitting in front of me. Listen, you can't even say that I can't wait to go to heaven and see Jesus. Because you, you already have four tests already. Four tests. Oh, somebody's life cannot be the same again. Oh, Lord, your day is exalted in the heaven. Exalted in the Just round up so we can. Is someone learning something? Second Corinthians 5 5. The pledge of our purchase possession. Now he that has wrought us for the self same thing is God, who has given us the earnest of the spirit. Now you see that word earnest is not somebody's name. That earnest there. Give us a different translation. Um, New King James, yes. Who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Whatever you, uh, uh, the entirety of heaven, the glorious state of heaven, there is a foretaste in your life. When you see yourself getting frustrated and frustrated, that means you are living detached from the Holy Spirit as a Christian. There shouldn't be a time where you are tired of life and frustrated. Because you, you, it doesn't matter what is going on around you, you still live in heaven. You, you have a taste of heaven in your life, around your life. So, the Holy Spirit, mm, you think you need money. No, it's, it's the what Holy Spirit is. One day I was preaching. There were a lot of pastors there, and I was a speaker. And as I was preaching, I made some serious statements. One of it is, any church, if you're a pastor and your church is lacking money, it means the Holy Ghost is not moving in the church. did Peter say, let your money perish with you? Because money was not, money has never been a problem in the move of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, oh yes. Oh yes. Every church that is always going on and on, bring money, 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 money. You have to bring money, give it to the church. If you don't give it to the church, the church will close down. Bring money. Hey, his Holy Ghost is lacking in that church. The move of the Holy Spirit has been compromising. Hey, Pastor, this thing you are saying is serious. Oh, yes. Every time there is a move of the Holy Spirit, 
Like Peter told, Jesus called uh, Peter and his brother, or John, the sons of Zebedee. He said, follow me. They left their net and their father to follow a man who has never done anything. He hasn't achieved anything. He hasn't done any miracle. He hasn't done. What is it? What is it that made them leave all these things because they are irrelevant? It's the power of the Holy Spirit. They, 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 they came into contact with something heavenly that they didn't struggle to give anything earthly. When you experience, watch this, when you experience the Holy Spirit in a place, you never struggle to give there. <laughs> you never struggle to give there when you have actually experienced the Holy Spirit and your heart is for God. The problem too is that sometimes churches are filled with too many unbelievers. So unbelievers are buying the favor of the pastor, buying their seats, buying their relevance. So unbelievers, they give to make a statement. Yeah. Two days ago or recently, somebody was arrested by the police. Was he arrested? By the police for singing gospel song. Yeah. And they said, you, if you, you are free to sing, but you can't sing this kind of song here. These songs belong to the church. Sing in the church. Yeah. But later on, somebody filmed it. The police had to apologize. But they didn't mean it like that. The one who they will investigate every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's telling you what is in the heart of the nation. That's why we need revival. That's why heaven inside you must begin to break loose, must begin to speak some places. Hallelujah. How many of us are ready to be vessels of God? spirit comes, every other thing that is necessary for your assignment will just begin to fall in place. Sister, if I were you, I would seek how to be used by God and be buried in him. Husband will come naturally. Husband will come naturally. I'm telling you. Husband will come naturally. Yeah. Now the point I'm making is that if the Holy Spirit becomes the major factor in your life, any other thing needed for the fulfillment of your destiny will come. You won't have to be fighting and struggling for it. That's why don't be very tired. Don't ever be tired of praying for the Holy Spirit to come upon you. He is the earnest of our inheritance. He is the foretaste. If you have tasted heaven before, he said the Holy Ghost inside you is a taste. So why is it that people have the Holy Spirit but their minds are on other things? That's why they can't experience him. Because they feel that this is not what I want. I want something more. I want something more. Any other thing more you can ever get from God is already loaded in your spirit. You have got a loaded spirit. Let's pray and close. How many of us want more of the Holy Spirit? You want, you want to have to, you have to come to a place where your prayer is that, Lord, I want to experience you more. Somebody asked me a question no one has ever asked me. Quite a strong question. He said, Pastor, so when you started praying for revival, 
what what motivated you like so you went to pray and said god okay can you say revival how i said that's a very good question you've asked no one has ever asked me that question i said i never went to praying looking for revival i was i just was desperate for god god i need you i just need, nothing matters again i was tired of living I was enough, enough. I don't care about it. God, all I need is you. I'm a dead man walking. I just want you. When you go for God, then his assignment and what he plans to do, then the gifts begin to flow. One day I went, I was praying, fasting. I didn't break my fast line. I'm praying, praying. And all day I was praying, Holy Spirit, I just want you. I want to experience you praying all night praying and rather that was one of the days I have the I had the wildest revelation of the beast of London I said bro I don't want anything I just want you he said you don't understand when I come I bring I come with certain experiences and when I come you know I've come because I was telling I think it was you I was telling today the Bible says that um um when it came to choosing of the elders of the church in Acts chapter 6, listen to this very carefully. In Acts chapter 6 verse 3, they says that choose from amongst you, brethren, look out from amongst you, seven men of honest report. It's easy to find people who have honest report. You know them already. Some of you, you know you won't leave your money with somebody in church. Some, there are some people. Other people too, you would leave your, you can't even give them your bank account details because you know you are safe. Some people, you know you won't do it. Honest reports. It's easy to know people with honest reports after hanging around people for a while. How about the second one? Ah, what? How can I know he's full of the Holy Ghost? How can I know he's full of the Holy Ghost? Maybe he's well behaved. That's honest reports now. But that means that when people have the Holy Spirit, there are things that will show that the Holy Ghost is upon this person. Yeah, there are unique heavenly manifestations that will show that the Holy Ghost and he said look out from amongst you people who are full of the Holy Ghost you will see their works some time ago you were so down you met them they shook your hands and suddenly you felt like going to pray more you felt revived anytime you hear them something stirs in your spirit anytime you feel like backsliding you, you, you hear from them you feel like preaching every time something something keeps staring full of the Holy Ghost I was telling one pastor, I was telling one pastor, in these times of prayer and fasting and revival, you can easily see people who are full of the Holy Ghost as a pastor, who you can use for certain important, how do you know? Sometimes the Holy Ghost has come and slain him and he's fallen. And I want, I'm, I'm standing here, I can tell this flow and I want oil. And I asked him, bring the oil. Then he comes quickly and picks this one up. But I didn't want anyone to touch this one from the flow of the spirit. But he, he keeps missing it. He keeps, when I'm flowing the Holy Ghost, he keeps coming on the wrong side. Not that he's a bad person, but you can tell there's misalignment. This person is not spiritual. This person is not sensitive because of the flow. He shouldn't have moved and it's not one, it's not two. You can be able to tell that there's something. 
something is not while somebody you might not be as you by the time you realize the person has gone and brought something that how did you know that's how I was telling about um, that gentleman he played a chord and the thing caught me and I knew that's the direction of the Holy Spirit it became kind of a theme song he was playing it and then I was preaching again then he played another one then you see you can't distract me when I'm captured by the but when is the spirit so I obviously I noticed that now there's something on him in this flow do you understand that don't use your experience and your gift or your talent your abilities are not necessary when it comes to the flow of the spirit it's how much the Holy Ghost is working in you how much you are exposed how much you are opening up to the Holy Spirit you can sing by two flow yesterday as they sang the song they sang the song it's like I felt a flow yesterday I felt things I've never felt before you lay hands and you feel electric power on your body I've never this further. But you see, this thing is spiritual. So instead of looking for how you'll be seen, look for how you encounter him. Thank you, thank you, sir. I want the presence. Someone say, I want the presence. This is not an unusual thing. Something is flowing. That's, the, that's why sometimes I can tell there are times I'm about to sing a certain song and the one playing or the one singing with me cuts me off. One, not once. Cuts me off, not two. Cuts me off and I know. Then I have to look, who is this? But I, don't, I won't say anything. But I know this person is genuine, is flowing, but it's out of flow. Because this is spiritual. There are times a sound man can press something. I know this one, it must be inspired by the enemy. <laughs> when you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it's obvious. It cannot be done. It is not how much you are crying. It's not how you are shaking on the floor. No! Fruits. Fruits. How the Holy Spirit is passing through you and creating a stair to the glory of God. If there's something you need, I need you to fill me, Holy Spirit. I need you to fill me, Holy Spirit. That's why sometimes, as a pastor with a good heart, I might see someone who might have a potential, but I know there's an assignment on this gentleman's life, and he hasn't encountered the grace of God as a minister. I need him more in the service. In fact, if he can step into his calling, it gives us security for the future than security for now. And those of you who have not been consistent, not because you didn't want to, but situationally, you have when you come, be eager to sit down. Unless something is needed and you are the one can do it. But if others have been considered they are doing, be eager to sit down to come because when you catch something, people will know that you are full of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> am I am I am I speaking at you? Yeah. These things are very important. Other than that, you come in, but you are not you, I, sometimes I can just tell. Especially those who are when they are, we are praying, they are praying that they are watching whether I'm coming. <laughs> I'm saying that, look at this one. <laughs> look at this one. They, they are like uh, mosquito repellent to mosquito. They just, where 
don't you just be authentic? Do your own thing. Seek God. Seek God. That's why I ask you to come here and sit down. Because you are always busy. But sometimes I need you to sit down. So you, 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 can, you can have sights with the oil. And sometimes as the, the anointed preaching is coming and you are not distracted, sometimes something enters you. There are times, moments, moments, something enters you. Rather than that, we'll be with you for a long time and we don't know that you are highly disconnected and we never knew. Because one of the, the gifts of the charismatic churches, church is, it's easy to go through the motion. When we are praying, you you can even sweat. But you are not in line. You are not in flow. Because you can sweat. And when you finish, nothing has really shifted. I, I don't, Pastor, I don't understand how someone can come in. And after church, nothing has changed. He's going back the same way. And no, no convictions. No, that, that, your, that Holy Ghost, when he comes, he brings us direction. That's right. First of all, he's the comforter, right? But he'll make you uncomfortable first. Oh, yes. He'll first of all make you uncomfortable. When the Holy Ghost is really moving, it creates some discomfort. It will, it will it create discomfort in your equilibrium, in the way you are doing your, your trajectory. Suddenly, a young, decent, quiet lady is screaming and shaking, and wig is falling and shaking. Yeah, Holy Ghost will just create a stay. And some of you are standing outside, you'll be uncomfortable a little bit for her. Oh, look at her hair. Look at her hair. Look at her hair. The Holy Spirit has a way of creating discomfort before it comforts. Is someone catching something? I feel there's an anointing here. Anointing for healings. Anointing for miracles. Anointing for demonstration and manifestation of the power of the Holy Ghost. Lift up your hands. Thank you for listening to this message by David Entry. We pray you have been strengthened and enlightened. You can connect with David Entry on all relevant social media platforms, including Instagram and LinkedIn. You can also hear more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms and the Caris Church app. Don't forget to like and share the message. Be blessed.